0: Ladies and gentlemen, if you're ready for some fantasy hockey streaming advice, it's time for the most styling, profiling, wheeling, and dealing jet lion, limousine riding, podcast in all the land, it's the reigning, defending, undisputed fantasy hockey streaming champion of the world, it's the Gentlemen, welcome back once again to the greatest fantasy hockey podcast that focuses on streaming players for the upcoming week. It's the stream scheme. We won't be talking about your superstars like your Bo Horvats or your Roman Yossis here. No, sirree, Bob. Here we get down to the nitty gritty, the dark depths of fantasy hockey that those other podcasts, they're too scared to touch. I am super excited for you to be listening this week, because this week is probably the best week for streaming so far this year. It's not a perfect week for streaming, as you'll see, but there are some really good schedules we can exploit if you know how to play them. So, if this is your first time listening, you picked a good week to start. We often refer to the Cuckupful on this podcast, which is the Keeping Carlson Ultimate Patron Fantasy League. It's the best, most competitive fantasy hockey league in the world and if you don't know now you know if you're not a keeping carlson patron you're simply not doing as good as you could be and if you're not in the cup full you're simply not competing with the best so we do refer to them a lot on this show uh, real quick we're going to review how i did last week in case anyone else forgot uh, my forward streamers were anthony Duclair, cody glass luke glendening Old Man, Scott Lawton, and Alexander Stinky Steen. Our defensive streamers were Mike Green, Nikita Zaitsev, and Braden McNabb. Our Shallow League Streamer of the Week was Ilya Mikhaev. And our ludicrous streamer was Jean-Gabriel Pajot. Anthony Duclair, our boy, came through for us three points in three games with 12 shots, seven hits, three blocks over that time. Absolutely crushed it for us. Cody Glass did a big old glass of absolutely nothing, although everyone on the Golden Knights kind of struggled this week. Uh, Might be the first time I can remember that Vegas really went through a rough patch like this, but I suppose it was bound to happen sooner or later. Luke Glenn Denning had a decent game uh, where he had three shots and three hits, but then he got injured, so that one doesn't count. Scott Lawton, Old man Scott Lawton, was surprisingly killing it for us last week. He actually had two points in two games, but then he got injured as well. Badly for injuries. Alexander Steen, one point in three games. Not terrible. Plus, he also plays today on Sunday. So, good, good chance he brings home two points for us this week. Mike Green and Nikita Zaitsev. I'm going to kind of put them together because it's the same thing for both of them. I jinxed, the crap out of them because they had their worst weeks of the year this past week after I picked them. Big swing and a miss there on both of them, but I regret nothing. The process was correct. Braden McNabb also did absolutely nothing, but that was kind of a home run shot. Shallow League streamer of the week, Ilya Makayev, great play. Three points in four games, and Jean-Gabriel Pajot, he had one point in three games, but also placed today as well. All in all, pretty good week. As always, there's some hits, there's some misses. The injury bug really hurt us this week, as did Vegas deciding to stop scoring goals, but I digress. All right, let's get right into it. These picks are for the week, starting with Monday, October 28th, 2019. First, we're going to take a look at which teams have the best schedule for this upcoming week. As I mentioned, it's a great week for streaming. That's right. It's a beautiful week for streaming skaters, a beautiful week for streaming skaters. Would you be mine? could you be mine? We've got four teams playing on Monday, 18 teams playing on Tuesday, 12 teams playing on Wednesday, just four teams playing on Thursday, weirdly, 16 teams playing on Friday, and a whopping 28 teams playing on Saturday with just four playing on that last day of Sunday. So weeks like this is why I don't necessarily take a ton of stock in those off-day count schedules when people are looking how many off-days are like someone plays over the course of a season, off days are dependent on the week in which they occur. So when, like this week, Thursday is typically a busy day with lots of games, for some reason the NHL doesn't want to have to compete with people trick-or-treating on Halloween, I suppose, because only four games this Thursday, which is bonkers. And Saturday, obviously, is a huge avoid, if at all possible, since every team but three are playing on that day. So we've got a couple interesting strategies to hunt for this week. The best scheduled week belongs to the Vancouver Canucks because even though they do play on Saturday, they also play three times before then as well, playing on Monday, Wednesday and Friday to be one of the two teams that play four times this week. After that, we've got a few other teams with schedules that we like this week. The first one after that is the Anaheim Ducks, who play on Tuesday, Friday and Sunday, avoiding that Saturday. I also really like Tampa Bay's schedule this week. The Lightning play three times this week, but just in four days as they play on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. So you could also pick someone else up uh, for a Saturday or Sunday game if you needed to. The Washington Capitals have a pretty good schedule. They play on Tuesday, Friday, and Sunday, avoiding that Saturday game as well. Uh, And lastly, uh, the Calgary Flames have a decent schedule this week. Even though they play on Saturday, they also play three other times this week on Tuesday, Friday, and Sunday to be the only other team other than Vancouver who plays four times total this week. So definitely a weird week. We can take advantage of it if we play it right. Don't get too bummed out if your team only plays twice this week. Uh, There's seven other teams that only play twice, and Ottawa only plays once this week, and that's on Saturday. Uh, the super busy days, so drop all of your Senators, pretty much, except for Shabbat. Uh, can't drop him, of course. He's the best player of all time in space. Uh, all right, let's get right into it. First up, let's just get it out of the way. We're picking up JT Comfort of the Colorado Avalanche. This one is really easy, but it had to be said here. Otherwise, I'd be doing a disservice to you, the loyal Stream Scheme listener, who might not be up on all the latest news. Rantanen is out for a few weeks at a minimum. I'm going to go ahead and say five weeks. And in the actual game that he got injured, mind you, not a practice line, not a projection from a beat writer, but in the actual game that Rantanen was injured, it was friend of the podcast, Jonas Donskoy, who filled in on that sweet, sweet top line in Colorado. So I blew my fab on him and picked him up. Fab, of course, being free agent acquisition budget. For those that don't know, you get 100 bucks for a season. And then all of a sudden, JT Comfort, that little freaking rat, sneaks in and steals the top spot right from him. And I was fab-shamed, to be quite honest with you. And just real quick, let's not fab-shame, people. Anytime anyone asks, hey, did I spend too much fab on this guy? I say, absolutely not. The market value on any free agent that you spend money on is what you spend on them. And so if you thought you had to spend a certain amount to get a player... And you got them, then you didn't overspend. You did what you thought was best. Whether you spend three bucks or fifteen is pretty irrelevant for the most part. The best time of year is to spend early in the season, when guys you can pick up can provide the most season-long value. Spend what you need to on guys early in the season. The only time you're gonna spend more than like five bucks on someone past November is if like a goalie has a season-ending season injury, and someone will probably bid like eighty bucks on them. Having pride that you hold on to your fab like you're saving up for fantasy hockey retirement is one of the stupidest things that happens. And as you can tell, it grinds my gears to no end. Okay, so point being, friends don't let friends fab shame. We want to build each other up, not tear each other down. And pick up JT Comfort, obviously, as well. If he's going to steal our boy Jonas's sweet, sweet deployment, the very least we can do is pick him up. So it'll either jinx them or we'll reap the benefits. Comfort is still only owned in 7% of leagues, so he should be available pretty much everywhere. Up next is the other guy that I blew my fab on this week and was also fab shamed for. But this guy is on his way to helping me have the last laugh on this one. And that man is Andre Palat of the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Bolts have been mixing up their lines recently, and I noticed after Wednesday night's game where he was competing against my Pittsburgh Penguins that he happened to be getting that primo deploymento. So I wandered over to the waiver wire, and lo and behold, he was still available. I put in a respectable $7 bid, a cheap price to pay for someone who is playing even strength with Nikita Kucherov and Braden Point, and also top power play time, mind you, with Kucherov, Stamkos, Hedman, he had 20 minutes of ice time in his last two games and picked up a point in his last game as well. Palat is our run, don't walk, pickup of the week. Not only does Palat have primo deployment, tons of ice time, guess what? He's also got a great schedule this week. Tampa is one of only two teams this week I've played three times before Saturday. And this is the Stream Scheme Elite podcast so-called other experts might just look and see that oh tampa plays three times and overlook them not the stream scheme baby we give you the best fantasy hockey streaming analysis you will find anywhere but enough tooting our own horn palat is the best pickup this week in my opinion and he has potential to last even longer than that he's still only owned in 15 percent of leagues somehow which absolutely blows my mind But if your league is one of those 85% where he is available, you've got to pick him up. Our next forward streamer is going to be Nick Ritchie of the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. The Ducks were struggling recently, having only scored three goals in their previous three games. But last night on Saturday, they busted out of their slump, putting up five goals and beating the Avalanche somehow. Uh, The fix might have been in on that game, but the fix is definitely in. On Nick Richie this week. Richie has two points in his last two games, and in their last four games, Nick Richie has 13 shots, which is good for second on the team behind only Getzlaff for the team lead. Speaking of Getzlaff, Nick Richie is also playing alongside him on not only just even strength, but on the power play as well, surprisingly so you love to see that. We also love to see that the Ducks have a sweet schedule this week. They're one of only three teams that don't play on Saturday this week, so you shouldn't have any problem fitting Richie in any of your lineups. Richie is someone that we are really high on this week, and he's only owned in 3% of leagues, so he should be available everywhere. Our fourth forward streamer of the week is going to be our first repeat pick of the year. Normally, I don't like to repeat streamers this early in the year, but hey, My promise to you, the loyal Stream Scheme listener, is to give you the best streamers of the week. And this guy has a great schedule. He killed it for us when we streamed him earlier in the season. He's been killing it recently. And somehow, he's still available on the waiver wire in the tier one of the couple. So I can't not pick this guy up. It's our early candidate for streamer of the year. If you can guess who it is, kudos to you. It's our boy, Lars how in the living heck is Lars Eller still available he's got five points in his last four games that is not a misprint people five points in his last four games over the last seven days can you guess where he ranks in terms of a couple points out of all players across the league 12th absolutely bonkers he should be owned everywhere especially for this week Washington is only one of the three teams that does not play on Saturday this week, so you won't have to bench him for any of the games that he plays in. This one is an absolute no-brainer streamer. He's only owned in 13% of leagues, so he should be pretty widely available. And as I mentioned, he's also available in Tier 1 of the Cupful, the best league in the world, which, hey, I'll take part of the blame for because I am a member of that division. But even though my team is horrible, and will probably be relegated, I digress, Uh, pick up Lars Eller this week. He's our first repeat pick of the year, but with good reason. He's an early contender for streamer of the year. Our last forward streamer of the week is going to be Jake Vertinen of the Vancouver Canucks. He's someone who could qualify as a ludicrous streamer if I wanted to, and perhaps with good reason. His last game, Vertinen only had nine minutes of ice time, and he hasn't got more than 14 minutes of ice time this whole season so far. But we're all about building up on the stream scheme, not tearing down. That's the theme for this week. Even though he's not getting a ton of ice time, in that time, Burton did manage to get a goal in each of his last two games. Not to mention, he's also playing with aforementioned superstar Bo Horvat at even strength. So you love to see that. I'd consider it Vancouver's second line if Horvat's on there. And of course, I had to have a Canuck as a streamer this week because, as I mentioned, they have the best streaming schedule of the week, playing four times on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. So hopefully Jake Vertanen can get us two points this week. Hey, if old man Scott Lawton can get us two points in a week where he even got injured, I have faith that Jake Vertanen can do the exact same. Moving on to some defensive streamers, and hey, speaking of injuries, do you guys smell that? Ah, yes, I recognize that scent. It smells like an injury. And for those of you that may not remember, I infamously smelled out the injury that happened to Ghost Bear last year during the Stream Scheme Christmas Buy So High Special. So I do have a proven track record for sniffing out injuries that are about to occur. And this time, oh yes, I think I smell an injury happening to a fantasy superstar. Who is it? Oh, I'm sorry to say it is John carlson of the washington capitals i know i know to you carlson owners i apologize but at least i'm letting you know before it happens and you can pick up the beneficiary to this unfortunate happenstance it's going to be none other than our first defensive streamer of the week Dimitri Orlov, the number two guy in Washington, is always a play away from being one of the ads of the year, especially if it's going to be a long-term injury. We're just getting a jump on that before it happens. The guy that will step up will be Orlov without a shadow of a doubt, and there's really no competition for that now that Niskanen is gone. Even if John Carlson doesn't get injured this week, sometimes, you know, the smell actually happens to be a few weeks away. Orlov is still a good stream this week regardless. He puts up good perifs, and as I mentioned, Washington has a great schedule this week. And he's only owned in 5% of leagues, which is actually a little bit higher than I thought he would be. That just goes to show that there's other people who have also picked up on the scent of this Carlson injury that's about to happen. So pick up Orlov with confidence, and you'll look like Nostradamus when Carlson hurts his knee. Our next defensive streamer is going to be an old friend of the podcast. It's TJ Brody from the Calgary Flames. The Flames have been frustrating this year. Uh, they're mixing up their lines and such now. And as a Monahan stanner, I don't like it one bit. But if the Flames are going to hurt us by mixing up their lines and such, the least we can do is take advantage of it. They have been stupidly going to more of a 50-50 power play split. And like I always say, that's dumb to do in real life, but as streamers, we love it. And the person that I think that benefits the most is TJ Brody. The Flames are doing two different power play units that both consist of three forwards and two defensive men. And at least as of last game, Brody was playing with Giordano on what I'd consider their top power play unit. And this has been paying off for Brody in spades. He is red hot right now, pun intended, as Brody has four points in his last four games. And as long as the Flames are going to stick to this dumb deployment... Brody is the one who's going to reap the benefits. Pick up Brody with confidence. He should be available everywhere. He's only owned in 5% of leagues, but perhaps not for much longer because if the Flames stick with this deployment for a whole season, there's no reason that Brody can't put up a 40-point pace the rest of the way. And for my last defensive streamer, we've got someone we've actually already mentioned on this show. It's our old pal, Matt Niskanen. Nisky is an old favorite of the stream scheme, and while he's now on the Flyers, we still love him this week. Philadelphia has started to actually show some signs of life recently. They're winners of their last three games while putting up a whopping 17 goals over those three games. Wow. So, hey, why not pick up a streamer that can pick up a few points while Philly is hot? And Nisky so far has done exactly that, picking up two points in his last three games. And, of course, Niskyman's foundation is grounded in his peris. Plus, he's getting some second power play unit time as well with Pro Prof. He's 9% owned somehow, which is actually pretty bonkers. Perhaps all the people who've also picked up on the scent of that John Carlson injury thought that Nisky still plays in Washington. That's the only explanation I can really give for why he's 9% owned. But I'd imagine he's available pretty much everywhere, though, so pick up Niskening this week. Our shallow league streamer of the week is going to be another Philadelphia Flyer. It's Kevin Hayes. Yeah! I was shocked too. I was scanning my 10 team leagues waiver wire for someone that would make a good shallow league streamer and was absolutely flabbergasted that not only was Kevin Hayes available, but he's only owned in 15% of Yahoo leagues. Yeah, that's not a misprint. You can look it up yourself if you don't believe me, but he's been one of the direct reasons why the Flyers have been hot as late as Hayes has five points in his last three games and three of those points being goals. Now, obviously, he won't be able to sustain that for an entire season, and right now he doesn't have the best deployment, actually. But, hey, those numbers don't lie. Philly doesn't have a great schedule this week, but at least they play three times in total. So, if he's available when your I think you have to pick up Kevin Hayes until he cools off. And lastly, our ludicrous streamer of the week is none other than someone from your Pittsburgh Penguin. It's Brian Rust. Now, you guys already know your boy Davey B has all the inside scoops on the Pens. We famously recommended potential streamer of the year, Dominic Simone, as a ludicrous streamer earlier in the year. And now we're giving you another sleeper Pens pickup. Pittsburgh has been all kinds of injured this year, but they're slowly starting to get guys healthy. Uh, Rust had been hurt all year long, but he just played in his first game of the year yesterday. And guess what? He scored a goal. Boom. And while the Pens don't have a great schedule this week, they admittedly only played twice, this is a little bit more of a boom-bust pick with the potential for a long-term game. Rust is someone who's always going to be a guy who's got great skills and is always going to slot in on that top six for Pittsburgh no matter who he's playing with. Right now, he's on what I would consider their second line with Hornquist and Jugstad, but the main reason why I recommend picking up Rust now is that, as you can see, he's already scoring goals, and I think that when Galchenyuk and Malkin are going to be back, which may be a week or two here, uh, a line of Chucky, Gino, and Rust would absolutely rake as that second line for the Pens. But even until then, I think you're still going to see Rust put up respectable numbers regardless. So if you can afford to kind of stash a streamer, uh, Rust is a really sneaky pickup now. He's only owned in 2% of leagues, and that's probably just from people who were stashing him in their IR spot. So if he's available or if someone dropped him because they had to take him out of the IR spot, pick up Brian Rust. So there we have it. To recap, our streamers for the week starting on Monday, October 28th are the following forward streamers. The Rat, JT Comfort, Andre Palat, Nick Ritchie, Lars Eller, and Jake Burtonin. Our defensive streamers are Dmitry Orlov, TJ Brody, and Matt Niskanen. Our shallow league streamer of the week is Kevin Hayes, while our ludicrous streamer is Brian Rust. Good luck to everyone this week. Feel free to hit me up on the Keith and Carlson Facebook patron page or on Twitter at YimTheGeekJet. And don't forget what the great Gordie Howe once said. The future belongs to those who believe in their stream See ya!